Good morning. I want to welcome uh, any visitors that we have from different parishes, from different corners of the diocese. Um, we're grateful that you can make it to our, uh, to our back to school mass. This time of year has always been a time of year that's gotten me excited. I know when I was younger, uh, when I was younger growing up, I was always excited to go back to school. Now this year, for the first time in 25 years, I'm excited to not have to go to school for the first time ever. Um, just really fired up about that. But it, it was always a time of excitement. Getting the new uniforms. I've never been more excited about solid black New Balance shoes uh, for Catholic school, right? Getting all of my clothes and stuff ready. The, the yearly pilgrimage to Office Depot was always a, a good time. Had to get the perfect notebooks, the perfect folders, the right ink pens. Got to be the gel ink pens that do the click, not the other ones. Get the other ones, it starts bleeding through, man, it's not a good thing. If, if you don't have your supplies on point, then mm, the whole year is going to be bad. But I remember growing up, while those were some exciting times, those were things that got me excited about school. The possibility of seeing my friends and stuff was always good. But I think the thing that got me most excited, and I think like a brand new notebook was something like that, was almost symbolic of this, was the amount of possibilities that the new school year had. The questions that I would go into school with, like when I was younger, is this the year that I'm going to meet my new best friend? That I'm going to like grow and be like best friends with, roommates in college with kind of thing, right? Get a little bit older. Is this the year that I'm going to hit like the buzzer beat a shot or get like the base hit that scores the winning run? Get a little bit older, get into high school. Is this the year that I'm going to meet my high school sweetheart? It didn't really work out for me, but you, got, you get the picture. <laughs> get into college. Is this the year that LSU is going to win another national championship? I think we all kind of questioning that. Into the seminary even. Is this the year that I'm going to be convinced that God is calling me to be a priest? Well, these questions of these possibilities, I think, those, I think that, that quest for the possible is something that, that we all can relate to. I think those questions we ask, like a hunter ask, would ask that question every time they wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning to go to their, to go to their deer stand. And they're thinking, man, is today going to be the day that I'm going to kill that 10 point? That's going to have a good little spot right on my wall. Or a fisherman is going to think, is today the day that I'm going to have to, I can stop lying about how big the catch was? Right? Or, if you're a sports fan, is today the day, like we're going to pay all kind of money and sit for hours and hours waiting for a game to start, to see if today's the day that LSU is going to finally beat that other coach that will, be not, will not be named at Alabama, right? <laughs> these questions of these possibilities are there. And I think today in our gospel, we have another one. We have another question of the possible. Like, I don't think the disciples, whenever they got into that boat to go across... These are fishermen. These are men that would sail this sea, the Sea of Galilee, over and over, hundreds if not thousands of times in their lives. I don't think when they got into the boat going across that they realized 
that something absolutely miraculous was about to happen. That before they got to the other shore, one of their friends, one of the men that was in the boat with them, would be walking on water. I don't think they realized that by the time they would make their trip across, that an episode would happen in, Israel, in Galilee that would now echo down 2,000 years later to cut off Louisiana and to the entire church. See, Jesus broke into their mundane, day-to-day, kind of boring life and did something miraculous. And this time of year, that routine kind of picks back up, right? We're not worried about babysitters and summer camps. Now it's school's back in session. All's right in the world. The routine has kind of picks back up this time of year and is going to extend all the way through May. That routine, sometimes that routine can be a blessing and, and be a place of, I know exactly what I need to do next. But other times it can almost become a rut where we ignore the things going on around us. My question is, like the, like the disciples, are we approaching the routine? Are we approaching the beginning of school? Are we approaching this as a, okay, good, I'm back, and fall right back into the same old ruts? Are we aware and ready to let Jesus work in the routine? To break into our day-to-day and have an encounter with us? See, because the Lord wants to work in the day-to-day mundane details of life. That's the life of a saint. That's the life that we're all called to as Christians. That that we would be so aware of God's love that we'd be in such good relationship and deep relationship with Him that our day-to-day mundane, boring details of life would even be transformed. Like, a, like loving God first and being in a deep relationship with Him changes the way that we relate to our spouse, to our children. It changes the way that we approach our jobs. It changes the way we approach school and our studies. It transforms the way we live in the world. The friends we have. The people we relate with the conversations we're willing to have, and how it is that we, that we lift up or cut down one another. See, Jesus is inviting us, I think, today into a, deep relation, into a deeper relationship with Him that's not something that's just abstract and kind of out there, but that's real and that's lived every single day. Our church gives us the sacraments, for example. And we see Jesus working like He's ready and willing to work within that kind of routine of our life. Every, every week when we go to Mass, that Mass, whichever one is yours, in, sitting in your pew, right? Jesus is ready to work even there. Where He, body, blood, soul, and divinity, is offered to each one of us. 
where we receive Him, we're fed with Him, His body and blood, so that we can be strengthened in our mission to the world, to our culture, to our families, to our schools, to that one person who needs to hear Jesus' name. The other place that we hear that, that Jesus is inviting us into a deep relationship in the mundane, in the kind of boring details, is in our personal prayer. Today in our first reading, we hear Elijah looking for the presence of God. He's searching for the presence of God. He's hiding in a cave, and there's this earthquake. But God's not in the earthquake. And there's a wind, but God's not in the wind. And there's a blazing fire, but God's not in the fire. God's not in the theatrics. His presence isn't in all the theatrics. But where does he find God's voice? In the quiet whisper. In our day-to-day life, in our mundane, boring details of life, right? Where is it that we have a space of silence to let God speak? Where is it that we're opening up our ears to listen to God for 5, 10, 15 minutes? So often, myself included, we like to clutter every hour of our day with something. My encouragement, find 10 minutes. Whether that be 10 minutes before the kids wake up, 10 minutes before you go to sleep at night, 10 minutes on your way into work and taking off the radio. But find 10 minutes to one, tell God what's going on in your heart. What's going on in your family? What's going on in your life where you need to be blessed? But then also to be quiet and listen. To receive. If we're going to enter into a relationship with God, it can't be an ATM kind of relationship. I tell you what I need, you give me what I want. Rather, the Lord is, in, is inviting us into a relationship that looks a lot more like a dance. Like a marriage. Where it's, a, where it's two people intimately involved. During this week, as this routine, this new routine of the school year starts, my encouragement is, find that time. Carve it out. Because just like Jesus is profoundly present in the sacrament of the altar, just like Jesus is, and, and God's mercy is profoundly present in the, in the confessional, the Lord wants to be profoundly present in your mundane details of life. The uninteresting stuff. The stuff that just kind of has to happen. The Lord wants to work even there. This is the life of a saint. Doing all for the love of God. Like God is calling every one of us here. Doesn't matter your age. Doesn't matter your gender. Doesn't matter your color. Doesn't matter anything about you. God is calling each and every one of us here to be a saint. To be a close disciple of His. Following Him every day. Listening to His voice and sharing His love with those we come in contact with. May our hearts be transformed to be those disciples that He's calling. May our hearts be transformed by an encounter with Him and His divine love. So that we would be so bold as to proclaim His Gospel to all we meet. Even in the mundane and boring details of life.